0: G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through podcast. I've got Alex from Late November. It's um, we had to start the podcast because we we're all just talking a bit of shit, and I was getting in the questions already.
1: And that's if you, I'm, I'm a professional <laughs> derailer of conversations. So. <laughs> yeah, we can't. I promise I'll behave myself. <laughs> like
0: I've I've got to get it recorded, otherwise, then what's the point? Um, let's go. I know this this podcast was like we but we've been chatting here and there for a while, but it's kind of cool that it's after the release of Deadway, which we'll get to um, because it really gave me a good look at you guys as a whole and what you guys offer to the scene, which is sick. Thank you. First of all, I want to get into um, Mr. Vince book. <laughs> I, I, um, I review a lot of music as well as one of my side hustles and um, one of the main things I say is... Um, if you want to if you want to stick out if you want to um kind of catch someone's ear you should add you know something that could be uniquely yours and um that could be an instrument that can be song structure I community. meaning and I'm just a music lover I've never played instruments I've just going with you know what what's through my ear you guys in you guys put in some interesting um instruments right like did it is there a flute in Mr. Invincible? Is there like a few different there's a, instruments? There's a, horn,
1: there's a horn section. So we came from, um, like we all went to high school together. Uh, so I graduated 2016. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting on now. And then the oh, other guys. shut so- up. <laughs> <laughs> like, 2014, I graduated. mate. <laughs> We're good. We, we got it, bro. We, we battle on. Yeah. Um, So uh, I graduated 2016. Uh, Most of the boys were a year younger, and then we got a couple of new members that joined a bit later that are a couple of years younger again. But we all came from Pimlico State High, which is a state school here in Townsville where we're all all from. And most of us, uh, if not all of us, if I'm not mistaken, played in the high school jazz band, which was called Big Band. And um, all of us except our beautiful guitar player, Denz, which is cool because he adds like his own sort of flavor to everything um but yeah uh we all came out of this sort of jazz band background which is why like most of us play uh you know saxophone or trumpet and so yeah so the horn section that you're hearing is uh chris on trumpet uh anthony on alto sax and then ado on tenor sax so yeah shows how much i know the the flute. It's- I mean, uh, sometimes uh, our producers Sam and Hayden, who are within the band, they uh, you know they mess with some of the uh, the sounds that you're hearing. So some stuff could sound like a flute, but it could be like a saxophone that's like pitched mm. up or something like that. You never know.
0: How do you know when a track needs something like that? Do you start off with like, I don't know, bare chords and just go, you know what, this song could use, this could use this instrument, that instrument? Or is it like kind of like one of the finishing touches where it's like it's almost there, but just needs that
1: fu- that final element? Um, So I'd say Leitnov is pretty notorious for a lot of noise happening at once. I think it's just the nature of the way we jam and it, I think it bleeds into the writing too. So most of the time we actually have so many ideas that we actually have to take stuff out so it's like somewhat palatable <laughs> you know what mm. i mean otherwise it would just be like we're already verging on chaos most of the time but um i don't know i think it is a lot to do with a lot of the bands that so myself and cody um we all we all have a hand in the writing like all eight of us as crazy as that sounds we all have a hand in the writing that I'd sounds fucked it's, it's like <laughs> yeah we we get there we get there it takes a while but we get there but um I'd say Cody and I, Cody myself, uh and Sam, we push I think a lot of the main writing with ideas involved from everyone. And I I kind of grew up listening to like Bonnie Ver and bands of that ilk with like you know a lot of a lot of stuff going on and these days we write a lot with uh like using logic and stuff like that. So we're always mucking around with like different synths and stuff like that and just like just ideas that we can kind of translate into horn parts if there's not already horn parts there, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I guess we just come in with a bunch of ideas and try and figure out what's going to work live, uh, what sounds cool on the recording, and what shouldn't be there at all, basically. Yeah, if that makes sense. Mm, Just sifting through what
0: instruments we can actually fucking put in without. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah without it being too chaotic. That's actually we'll get to it soon, but when I when I heard Deadweight, that's all I thought. I was like, this is fucking chaos. The, I think <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, so if we're nice.
1: talking about that later, I can get into that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I wanna to touch on I think you guys are the biggest act that I've ever like in terms of people. You guys have eight members, which is fucking insane. I remember when we were chatting about um how many members do you want on, and you're like it'd be hard to get all of us on. And I thought you guys only had like four or five, and I was like, oh, I've done four before. No, um, yeah, but you guys have fucking eight.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I always, I always like, I like the idea of having all eight of us on a podcast and just bombarding someone, but. It's not you brent so
0: we're all good no i um say i i think the worst thing of podcasting is um having to edit and have it just the thought of having you know that many um voices going in at the same time just i reckon i reckon me. it was the
1: thought that made you sick in the first it wasn't the covid bro it was just me bringing up we have eight members and you're like oh <laughs> started well, getting wounded just- <laughs> Just the thought—I'm sweating
0: think of it, thinking about it. Yeah, um, well, but we're all good. Just you, me you, and you, man. Just me and you. <laughs> you said that there's all eight of you in the writing process. Like, obviously, so many like huge bands are broken up over riffs, and some of the best bands just can't do it for a, a um a long amount of time. If you go too hard, you burn yourself. You burn yourself out touring, mm-hmm. being around each other all the time. How does all that like stay? I don't know. Working the whole time when there's eight of you
1: it's difficult to explain because i i don't really know why it works i think we just we're very open to each other's ideas at all times and i think we all try and include each other's opinions and stuff like and a lot of the time not everybody has uh, a super you know like a super strong arm idea on like i think it should be this way i think um Some of you know, a lot of the boys are happy to just kind of go with whatever is whatever idea is already formed. You know, we might Cody and I might have a guitar, like a lead guitar part for Dan's, and we're like, How how would you feel about playing this? And then if Dan goes, If Dan's goes like, Oh, yeah, that's cool, but I'm gonna do it more like like this, then we'll go, Sweet, you do that. So it's kind of everybody gets, and then we go through every member like that, you know what Mm. I mean? So everybody kind of gets their individual say on what happens, and uh, yeah. I think that's generally just the way we've been going with it. That, that, and this is just from my perspective, you know. It'd be interesting to ask the other boys. And um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, you know, everybody's heard most of the time. And then this podcast will come out and <laughs> the other guys will jump on and be like, he's lying. No, I'm kidding.
0: Um, yeah, the, 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 other, <laughs> the other blokes will jump on and be like, it does not fucking work at <laughs> yeah.
1: all. It's like, it's just Alex, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, Talking um, shit. No, yeah, we... I think we just try and communicate as much as possible, almost like a group therapy session. Like we have like a meeting every week and just try and get each other on the same page. And it's not to say that it's easy all the time. Like, you know, in any creative space, you're gonna bump heads and have different opinions on stuff. But I think we're all pretty... Um, I think we're very lucky to be in a position where all of us are pretty united on the direction that we're going in and are all pretty... Um, just available for just keen to explore different ideas than we might normally take on <laughs> um, Touchwood as well um, yeah, yeah. just tomorrow I'll message you and be like dude everybody left the band after us <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's, I'm looking um, for members
0: that'll be karma, mate yeah now um, yeah, I want to I want to get on to Deadweight Deadweight um, <laughs> One of my favorite songs of the year. Thank um, you. genuinely, it's it's in my top ten. I was writing my top ten the last couple of days, um, and it's in there. I think your vocals on it, like the the range in your vocals, is fucking insane. Like, Thanks, man, yeah. I, I, I was when I initially heard you guys, I thought of like more Smith Street, um, but then like your your range is insane. But then it's the the chaos that you were talking about before is so evident in this song. The song goes to so many different places and, like, your head banging one time and then, oh, I don't know. Like, I think you can only listen to it a couple times a week because it takes it out of you um, <laughs> with how much goes on. But it's this, like, it's, it's yeah. quickly become one of your biggest tracks, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's... doing really well.
1: Um, only been out for a little bit. Why do you think this one sticks out to everyone? I think this is the first time. I think like um, in the beginning, for the first couple of EPs, I think most of us have grown to love like everything. When you put out music, there's always like a self-loathing sort of process. I think that a lot of artists go through. We kind of learn to love and appreciate the stuff that we put out thus far, but in everything leading up to. The Lucinda sessions, so well for background. The Lucinda sessions are where we recorded Deadweight, Mr. Invincible, some new, some other tracks that we got coming out a bit later. Everything we did leading up to that point was always kind of on somebody else's time. Uh, we always had like a third-party producer or something involved, and I think we were trying to play into maybe like what's what's popular or like what what we think people would enjoy rather than what we actually are passionate about. And like I think just trying to like cater to that sort of alt, alt rock sort of audience that that, you know, what's popping on Triple J or yada yada yada. And then I think by the time we got to Lucinda and recorded tracks like Deadweight and Mr. Invincible, um, we kind of just went, Oh fuck it, like we're just gonna put down what we wanna put down and just see what happens. And then I think uh, maybe what makes Deadweight so uh, appealing versus all the other tracks is I think Deadweight is the most like the most we've let go so far and just really leaned into. Um, I've been harping on to the guys for ages about like taking some taking like an interesting idea and then leaning into it as much as you can. So mm. with a song like Deadweight, you know you kind of get that that feeling of like unhinged sort of feelings or uh manic uh depressive psychotic whatever you want to talk about and it's like i was like well let's let's with this track really lean into that let's make it fucking chaotic let's you know let's let's scream and let's shout and let's put like random notes here and there and then it was just absolute freedom i think and then i think people resonate with that we just kind of found that niche i guess I think
0: as a new fan, like, uh, last couple months I've been listening to you guys and I I feel like Dead Weight is a perfect example of, like, literally what you just said of leaning into something. Um, And I think when something's different, you can't categorise it. And I spent so long trying to categorise this song and I just had to come up with, like, six or seven categories of, you know, what it sounds like, who it sounds like, and then it's just one big fuck-off mix around of chaos. Yeah, I think think that's also, like literally i was gonna say that's why i love it just because it's so different um and um i think your without your vocal versatility i think it would hard it would be hard to do what you did in this song without it but because you can go so many different ranges it definitely helps the track go to some really fucking weird places
1: thanks i appreciate that i think yeah i think um exploring I think when all of us went to Lucinda, we all wanted to take our individual instruments and try and push it further and do, do better and do more than we've ever done. So, And that goes for everybody. Like, uh, I think vocally, I pushed it harder than I would normally push it and just really leaned into the emotions of each track and stuff like that. And same with all the horn players, the, everybody, the guitar players, everybody. Um, everybody went above what we'd normally go for um, because we had again we weren't on anybody's time and that's not to discredit um you know we've had some we've worked with some really cool producers for the last couple of EPs, and we love them we have so much respect for them um but for this session because it was self-produced it was it was uh, on our own terms and we could just try things without um yeah having to filter anything and yeah I guess that's what's come out I guess I, I just, I just like screaming <laughs> Yeah <laughs> um,
0: you, you, you do a bit of that I guess when you've got Eight people in a band You can really stretch out What you can do And kind of focus on um, What each member can do as well When it's like a two man band up. Like there's only so much You know Anyone can do um, I think I think you guys just posted Yesterday or whatever Recently mm-hmm. Mixtape Yes yeah, yeah we uh, just posted you know, today ne- next, The next question's plans And I'm guessing That's the next plans What can you tell us?
1: Uh, so this is we call it a mixtape because uh, generally, like an EP or an album or whatever you want to put out, has a pretty consistent sort of theme, and you can kind of know what to expect based on the singles you hear and stuff like that. But with a mixtape, it's mm. more—it's more about. Uh, with Deadweight, I guess we're closing uh, a chapter and sort of bridging into a new, a new sort of sound, and we wanted, yeah, we we wanted to put. Um, a bigger body of workout and then we we had some like b-sides and stuff like that and maybe like more electronic sort of music or acoustic sort of stuff that we we wanted people to hear and so we just thought we'd basically put all these tracks together and just call it a mixtape and then put that out soon so that's that's what's on the way and then we're just going to get working on the next project and more singles hopefully another EP and then I don't know, just keep just keep moving. That's all you got to do these days. let just keep moving. <laughs> so, yeah. In your um in in the band's ideal
0: year, say we talk again in December, what would you mm-hmm. have liked to have accomplished? Like, yeah. is there amount
1: of songs that you'd like to have out, or like uh, um, amount of shows or something? I'm not personally. I'm not super fussed about how much music. I'd like to keep putting out music, whether it's a single or, or an EP. Is, is not super important to me. Mm -hmm. as long as it's consistent as long as we've always got something we're working on and always have something to put out uh my main goal is i want to get further down south we 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 tour a lot between brisbane and townsville because we're we're from queensland and we we want to get to new south wales and we want to get to adelaide south australia victoria all of that sort of stuff and just you know show them what we got from up north and you know see see what kind of connections we can make there and We've, um, we've already met some beautiful bands from uh, down south. Like uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Colorblind from Adelaide. Those guys are fucking awesome. We really want to get down there and do a show with them. That's, that's the main thing for me is just getting, pushing out. Because I think we've come to be known for our live set. Well, I think our, our recording game is catching up slowly to our live set. But I think we're, we're a stronger live band than we are a recording band. And I kind of just want to show as many, as many people as I can what we can do live. Yeah, so that's the goal. We're going to Japan this year. I don't know if you've heard about that one, but we booked a bunch of shows. As a in. band? Yeah, yeah. The band's going to Japan. What the like, fuck? Like actually, yeah. <laughs> like um it's to it, I I tee that up. There's a guy in Cairns. um, his name is Chris. I'm not sure of his last name. Um, but he's just like a booking agent that his his like full time job is just to like book bands to go to Japan and of any caliber like you don't have to be you know a big dog in the game you just you just hit him up and he finds a bunch of dates for you and you just you pay for the flights and you make it work so that's what we're doing <laughs> Jeez, so that'll be almost
0: do like a full Oz tour from going the... from just going from the put the money from japan and then just go down full so Oz, dude Coast it's Coast actually ne- never been OZ.
1: it's actually kind of fucked but it's it's cheaper to go to japan than it is to do an Oz tour at the moment. True God. That's gross. It's intense, That's man. It's, it's really hard to it's really hard to get around Australia, man. Because like, like if you're driving, a lot of the a lot of the main cities are really far away from each other, you know what I mean? It's not like mm. America where mm. there's like a really populated you can hit the road in America and there's like a populated town every twenty kilometers or something like that. But like, you know, so I haven't really done my research on that. I assume so. It seems like that <laughs> like someone is going to be like that's wrong. It's
0: like, literally like down the fucking road. <laughs> Maybe
1: like. But 200. you know, you, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. There's like, you got you got places within reach that you can go. But there is in Australia, like you really got to, um you got to haul it quite a distance and then flights are so expensive at the moment sometimes it's just like 700 bucks just to get from townsville to brisbane if you're catching a flight and that's just like yeah easy. yeah, it's intense man so it's actually more affordable than you think to um to get to japan apparently <laughs> as we found oh, man, out just, But yeah we just did it just, just to- book flights accommodation got the shows booked and there could be like three people per show but we don't care because we're just keen to go to japan you know what i mean japan man like you can say that you play in japan
0: um hmm. alex from late november thanks for coming on good luck for Japan trips
1: and I'm keen to hit a mixtape thank you very much Brent thanks for having me on
0: to keep up to date with all things breaking through make sure to check out our socials